A lot. And I mean, a lot has changed in the Big Ten when it comes to football. And today we're talking about that change. We're talking about one to two words that describe every Big Ten program this offseason heading into 2023. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here. We're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Be sure to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Follow the show at LO Golden Gophers on Twitter and be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment below of what you like about the channel. Who do you think is going to be a team that surprises you this year in the Big Ten? And who is the team to most likely be on the lookout for moving forward? That's what I want to know in the comments on YouTube. So be sure to look down there, drop your thoughts in below, and let's get it started. Now, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Now, like I said, we're going to talk about one word, maybe two words to describe every program in the Big Ten and how it defines this offseason, how they've moved forward and heading into the 2023 season. Now, let's talk about the changes that have happened thus far. First, though, I want to set it up before we get into one word for each one. First off, let's look at the number of transfers out in these programs. Now, when you're talking about transfers out, there have been 80 transfers out of programs from the East, the Big Ten East, and 65 out from the Big Ten West. Now, nine of those came from Minnesota, 10 from Wisconsin, 12 from Illinois. I mean, a lot of them sat between that 9 to 12 range in the West. And then when you look at the East, you had uh, between 6 and 9, 6 and 11 for the most part, but Maryland and I- or Indiana, not Iowa, Maryland and Indiana were hit real hard this year with that transfer away. Maryland had 17 throughout the time of the year up to now, and Indiana had 20, 20 transfers out. So like I said, the East has had 80 and the West has had 65. Now, number of transfers in the East has had 58 and the West has had 46. Now, leaders in that department, when it comes to transfers in, we have Wisconsin with 13 coming in, Nebraska with 11 coming in, and Indiana, of course, with 16 coming in. And three teams within the Big Ten rank within the top 15 when it comes to transfer classes of the class of 2023. That is Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana. Surprisingly, Indiana is the highest of all of those programs. They're ranked ninth in the entire nation when it comes to their transfer class status. Meanwhile, Michigan comes in at 14 and Wisconsin comes in at 15. So lots of movement in the portal for the Big Ten as a whole. Then you look at number of top 20 recruiting classes. Well, it's the usual suspects there. You have Ohio State coming in at 5th. Penn State coming in at 13th and Michigan coming in at 18th. So those were the only three Big Ten schools to see top 20 school, top 20 recruiting classes. 
But when you bring it into the top 50, then you have quite a number of Big Ten teams coming in there. So on top of those three we just mentioned, you have MSU coming in at 23, Nebraska coming in at 24, Maryland coming in at 37, Iowa coming in at 40, Illinois at 43, Minnesota at 44, and Northwestern at 46. And the wild thing is the difference from Maryland to Northwestern, so from that sixth team in the conference, 37th overall, to the 46th team in the conference, ninth in or ninth in the conference, sorry, 46th overall. The difference in that is only six points, six recruiting points difference. Meanwhile, the gap from Nebraska in that fifth spot to Maryland at that sixth spot. Nebraska is 24th in the nation, Maryland 37th in the nation, but the recruiting points difference is a big gap of 24 points. So the the 6th through ninth ranking in the Big Ten, those four teams, the gap is very minuscule, but those top teams are far and above ahead of everybody else in the conference. Quick little tidbit, little fact that was interesting there. Now, Another change that came in the Big Ten was we have three head coaching changes, all of them coming in the Big Ten West with Purdue, with Wisconsin, and with Nebraska. On top of that, you've got 17 early declares for major players graduating or leaving their programs. Again, 17 early early declares in the Big Ten. Then you had 22 players playing in the Senior Bowl, and you have 26 players playing in the East-West Shrine Bowl. So that's 48 players in the top two prep bowl games on top of your 17 early declares looking to make the jump to the NFL. And after hearing all of that, there's a ton of departures. There's a lot of change. There's recruiting classes. There's transfers in and out. It's so much that is being shaken up in the Big Ten. And that could be a shakeup for a lot of these programs and what we've come to expect over the years and what can really be defining moments in the Big Ten. And that is why I wanted to dive in deep. And that is why I wanted to give you an idea, a word or two that defines how these programs are looking moving forward. And that's what we're going to talk about coming up next. First, I want to talk about our friends over at Built Bar. They bring you the show as well. Listen to this, folks. Cookies and cream, <clears throat> peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia, mint brownie, raspberry cheesecake, Caramel apple, brownie batter puffs. These are just a handful of the flavors that you can find over at built.com. And while you're there, you can use promo code LOCKDOWN15 to save yourself 15% when you're buying your next box. And if you don't, you're like, I don't want to wait for it to come in the mail. I don't want to go online. I don't, that's fine. It's totally fine. Because you can head to Walmart or you can head to Sam's Club and you can get a box for yourself there. A four count, a 13 count, you name it. If you're just testing it out, testing the waters, dipping your toes in the pool, go ahead and grab a four count, give it a try. If you want it, you know you love it, or you you just know you're gonna ha- gotta have it. Go get that 13 pack and call it a day. Get ready to buy your next one coming up next week because they go fast. They're that good. They're wrapped in 100% real talk chocolate and they're power packed with protein. So definitely give Built a check. Go to Built.com or head to those brick and mortar stores at Walmart and Sam's Club to get yours today. 
Thank you, Gopher fans, for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. And if you're also in love with college basketball, definitely give Lockdown College Basketball a follow, a look, and watch some of their shows because they're talking about the biggest stories in college basketball in a matter of 30 minutes or less. You're definitely going to want to get caught up there as you get ready for your brackets and filling those bad boys out so you can bring home the money and an extra little side cash. So definitely check out Lockdown College Basketball, but we're talking football today. We're talking about the entire Big Ten Conference as a whole, and we're giving one, two words for each program and what is defining their offseason moving into 2023. And for Minnesota, we got to kick it off with Minnesota, of course, because that's that's our staple. That's where we come from. That is what we do is Minnesota Golden Gophers. But the word for Minnesota is reload. Reload because... There are a, a number of players coming back, a number of key guys coming back, a number of young talent on this team, but it's time to reload. They came in with new coaches in the defensive line position, the running back position, the um, DBs position. And so you're reloading at the coaches, you're bringing uh, a different positional coach to the offensive coordinator positions, two of them actually, and you have a new play caller. But the the key pieces, the outside of Mo, outside of John Michael Schmitz, and outside of a few, a couple, a handful of players on defense, the key pieces are still around there. And as we saw late in the year, players stepped up for some of those key guys that were leaving. You saw Blake or Mariano Sorimarin was getting ready to leave. Cody Lindenberg started stepping up. We saw Jordan Howden was leaving, but when Tyler Newbin wasn't able to play the last two games, we saw Bryson Coleman and Darius Green step up. Terrell Smith, tea time, was leaving, and when he would get injured on and off towards the end of the year, Beanie Bishop would step up. So really, we saw kind of the transition plan. We saw what is to come. And so Minnesota, they're reloading, and they're looking to continue on a trajectory of progress moving into next year. Difficult schedule? Sure. Uh, new new players in certain positions, sure. Transfers coming in, absolutely. But it is a reload and run it back. Get to where you need to be. Put yourself in the conversation in the Big Ten West of trying to win the title. So Minnesota, we got reload as the word now. Moving over to the rivals, we got to talk about the Badgers right away. And their word that I think describes their, their offseason so far is revolution. This word defines so much of what Wisconsin is doing right now. They're going against the norm of their homegrown coaches that they typically have coming up through their system and taking over the mantle. They're getting away from the typical ground and pound game that they usually have. They're getting away from focusing on the trenches and the O-line and the D-line and focusing more on skill positions. On the defensive side of things, they're focusing more on defensive backs coming in rather than the edge rushers or pass rushers. And on top of that, you're bringing in a high-powered offensive coordinator to do more of an air raid attack approach. You brought in three new quarterbacks over the next two years in Nick Evers, in Tanner Mordecai, in uh, Mabry or whoever the transfer, or not transfer uh 24 class freshmen coming in next year they've got a lot of change a lot of difference and it is truly a revolution for uw now although i personally think that badgers fans are grossly overrating what will happen in the 23 season the immediate season where you're still putting all this in the plan you're still gelling you're still getting the pieces in the right spots i think 
there could be, I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team, but I think that the 10 wins I'm seeing from Badgers fans is a little overrated, a little shooting for the stars there. But long-term, with Luke Fickle as the coach, long-term, I believe they're truly going to be a problem, and I hate to admit that. Now, Nebraska, the one word we got going for them is speed. Everywhere Matt Rule goes, he builds his teams with speed, speed, and some more speed. He's literally building track teams out there each time he's going to programs from Temple to Baylor to Nebraska. It continues to do and look the same as he's getting started here in Nebraska. So we'll see if it garners the same results. To be honest, I'm glad personally that the Gophers are taking them on in week one, as opposed to later in the year when they're starting to gel and get things going, just because I think that they have an improvement plan. We'll see if it all comes together, but Nebraska is a team that is looking to build, looking to change. And I think speed is the defining factor this off season. Moving over to Purdue, another new coach. That's three new coaches back to back to back. Now, Purdue, last year, Purdue defense shocked to the world. And that's the word for them in this year is defense. Again, last year, their defense gave people troubles. They weren't a top 15, top 20 defense in the nation, but they were up there consistently, both on the ground and through the air. They gave team troubles from time to time. And now they bring in a head coach who made Illinois defense one to fear in the conference, one of the best in the entire nation. And I absolutely believe he will build a defense to be weary of very quickly over in West Lafayette. Now that said, they could still struggle for years one and maybe two building the foundation of the program. Now it'll be fun to see Hudson card versus Brady Allen and what should be a fun camp battle. But overall the number one word for Purdue this off season, I believe is defense. Now, Illinois, we've got a two order here and that is impact departures. I think Illinois might be the team that feels the losses of their, their departures this offseason more than any team in the entire conference. You're talking about Chase Brown, Sidney Brown, Weatherspoon, uh, DeVito, and even more players, key players, big-time players that they're losing for 2023. And yes, every team loses key players, but those guys were the foundation and the leaders of that Illinois squad that put together a lot of success. Now, they dropped the ball a little bit on a couple games, which ended up dropping them the chance at the Big Ten West. But... You add all those key leaders, those departures, plus a defensive coordinator guru that you had on the squad. That is a lot of change, a lot of leaving the program. And I think they're really going to feel the impact of that. And it could be tough sledding for 23 for Coach Bielema. Now, moving to Northwestern, we've got the word comfortable. Now, the word comfortable in Northwestern might not make sense to you at first, but looking at Coach Fitzgerald, we did a ranking last year with the host of Locked on Badgers and talked about the coaches rankings. We're going to do that again this year. It'll be fun to revisit. But both of us said we believed either Mal Tucker or Pat Fitzgerald were the most overrated coaches in the Big Ten. And I still stand by that Coach Fitzgerald, Coach Fitzgerald take. Now, yes, I know he's gotten them to some conference championships. He's gotten the West title before. So how can you talk when the Gophers haven't even got there? Yeah, I get it. I get it. 
But I get that a lot of people are more bought into the fact that Coach Fitzgerald is charismatic as opposed to the fact that he is actually one of the best coaches in the conference. I think overall he's had those one or two years of real success, but let's be real, one of those years was the COVID year, an unprecedented year, an unprecedented pandemic that shortened the year. And then to follow that three-win season and a one-win season. After that COVID miracle year, a three-win season and a one-win season, that's just terrible. It's terrible, no matter who you are. And I still think there's major questions for next year when it comes to the skill positions, when it comes to a questionable, a questionable quarterback on the, who's going to be the starter. Is it Sullivan again? Sullivan wasn't anything to write home about. So while losing your three early NFL declares in Skaronsky and Hull and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but losing some early declares that make impact on the team, plus not really having the skill positions, not really having an amazing quarterback. I think the wildcard cats are in for a brutal year once again, and staying comfortable with Pat Fitzgerald may ultimately be their downfall. Now, the final team in the West that we have is Iowa, and we've got two words for them, and that is family ties. Look, Iowa going and bringing in a top-tier quarterback, a top-level quarterback, a highly looked-at passer in Cade McNamara was a big-time move. It was a big-time move, and you know what? It made sense. We know the defense is going to be good. We know the special teams is going to be good. And then you go and bring in a top-level quarterback, somebody that we've seen do it at the highest level at Michigan, it looks like they could be a juggernaut. It looks like they could be the team that you have to go through in the West this year to be able to get a West division. And that could be the case still, but Ference keeping his boy at the offensive coordinator position could definitely be the detriment. I mean, it's not all in the family folks. You can't, you can't just keep that shine on your kid who has proven time and time again, that he ain't it. He is not the one. He is not him. Okay. So Hawkeye fans know it. Opposing fans know it. One day, Kirk Ferentz may know it, but that day is not today. And you have that quarterback, Caden McNamara. Then you have Luke Lachey. You have Eric All. You have a true freshman quarterback this past year, running back this past year, and Caleb Johnson, who looked real nice. A real offensive coordinator could take this team in Iowa City and make them a team to beat in the West. But until they do that, they'll likely be in dogfights with their meh OC. Now we're going to move to the East to wrap this thing up and talk about each one of those teams and one or two words that define their offseason. But first, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the new partner for Lockdown, and you definitely want to give them a look. They're the America's sports book, and there's a reason why, because they make it easy, they make it simple, and they make it fun to place bets. So if you want to go and try to place a bet on the Super Bowl, they have no sweat first bets going on right now. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and you can place your first, fan, or your first no sweat first bet, which means you win great you win but if you lose you can still win up to three thousand dollars in bonus bets that means if you lose you're still getting some wins it's hard to top that folks and you can check it out again at fanduel.com slash locked on new partner of the locked on podcast and make every moment more with fanduel 
Again, visit fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, we're wrapping it up. The Big Ten East, the one that we always see as a juggernaut, and we got to kick it off with the juggernaut in that conference, and that is Ohio State. And what word or two would I describe for their offseason? It might shock you, but my word is decline for Ohio State. Now, I highly doubt that they're actually really declining and that it's anything to worry about when it comes to Ohio State and the program as a whole, but they will have something to prove in 2023. Now they have back-to-back years of losing to their arch rival in Michigan. On top of that, they lost in the CFP again after not even potentially not even making the CFP. They got real close to being bounced and having USC or somebody else take that fourth spot. So we'll see if guys like McCord or Brown can step up and be the next great quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised in the end, regardless of them being one of the best teams in the Big Ten still, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Michigan or a Penn State give them problems this year and pass them up at least in 2023. So that's where I'm at with them. Now, that being said, Marvin Harrison Jr. is an absolute dude, best receiver in the country. So they'll be just fine when it's all said and done. Now, the word for Michigan I have is vengeance. Michigan truly believed they were the best team in the country. A major injury and loss of quorum, plus self-inflicted silly wounds in the college football playoff kept them out of the championship game. Even with all the self-inflicted wounds, with all the stupid decisions on fourth and in the red zone within a yard or two, just the silly things that were uncharacteristic of Michigan. With all of it, they still almost were able to come back and beat TCU and go to the championship game. Now you've got Corum back. You've got Edwards who showed he stepped up and can be back. You've got a bunch of young uh, redshirt freshmen at the receivers positions that have a ton of talent. And you've got JJ McCarthy who the team and the nation seem to have a lot more confidence in having seen him ball out in the playoffs and really take the team upon his shoulders and get ready to take the next step. If he plays with that swagger, that confidence, and that attitude moving forward into the 23 season, he could be a guy to look out for big time in the country, and they may be the team to beat again in the Big Ten. Now, moving over to Penn State, the word I've got for them is two words, and it is sleeping giant. Now, get ready. Get ready, folks, because Penn State is coming. I'm not going to lie to you. Penn State, with its only losses last year being to Michigan and Ohio State, they beat an OS or not an OSU. They beat a Utah team in the Rose Bowl, a good Utah team. They were ranked the entire season. And this team is young and they have studs on the rise. And it's definitely a team to watch in 2023. You've got Nick Singleton, you've got uh Allen as running backs. Both of them are ready to gash people on the ground. But the biggest thing here is Drew Aller. Drew Aller is a quarterback that is highly talented. He was a five-star recruit coming out. And honestly, if he can be unlocked, if he can take the step to be a real dominator in the Big Ten, he can be three times the quarterback that Sean Clifford was, and that will make Penn State scary. The next word or the next team that I have is Michigan State. And the word I have there is hot seat. 
Now, that could be a shock to some folks because Mel Tucker has had a long contract. His his contract was long in the first place. I believe it was six, seven years. But he's one of the most paid, highest paid coaches in the entire Big Ten Conference. And last year was a terrible year for them. Now, he came out hot in his initial first full year with 10 or 11 wins and put the country on notice. But Again, in that coaching show we've talked about last year with the uh, host of the Lockdown Badgers, Ryan, we thought it was kind of fluky. We thought, you know, a lot of people didn't have enough to look at when it came to film, when it came to the transfer players, impact transfers they had coming in. Then Kenneth Walker went absolutely ballistic on folks. Look, we thought it was going to be hit or miss. Now, they had a lot of injuries last year. Reed, some of the D linemen that make big impacts, they had a lot of injuries, okay? But if they can't bounce back and get bowl eligible again, which we'll see what happens. I'm, I'd be shocked if they didn't get bowl eligible. But if they don't, that seat is going to be on fire for Mel Tucker. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them start begging the question of, is he the guy for this program? Because, you know, that first year could have been a fluke if we see two years back to back without any elig- bowl eligibility. It's just unacceptable in a time where they should be thriving, where they keep seeing pretty decent sized transfer classes and they're being ranked within the top five in the big 10 when it comes to recruiting. So that seems get that seat is getting warm. We'll see what happens. Rutgers next program on the map. And the word for them is stagnant. They brought in the 186th ranked transfer class. That's right. One, eight, six, It's pretty far down there. Plus, they had the 57th ranked recruiting class for a team that already wasn't phenomenal. They had a couple wins here and there that you're like, okay, Rutgers, I see you. But that's about it. It wasn't anything to write home about. And they paid out the behind to steal Kirk Scirocco from the Gophers this offseason as the OC. But the Minnesota offense wasn't a world beater by any means. So was it an overpay? We'll see. We'll see if he can make a huge impact with if he can really change up those young quarterbacks in that room. But honestly, Rutgers has scrapped at moments as a Shiano team does, but I don't see a whole lot of improvement to come if I'm being honest. And that's why the word is stagnant. We've got two left. The first one being IU. IU, who had a pretty poor season overall, had a lot of expectations to bounce back with coach Allen. And again, the COVID year was phenomenal to this program, but outside of that, they haven't seen a ton of success. So the word for IU is aggressive. IU attacked the transfer portal and rightfully so they have the ninth ranked transfer class in the entire nation and the highest in the entire big 10. The season was a disappointment for them last year. They had four wins an early win in Illinois and a late win in Michigan State in overtime gave this team some life, but overall they have to get bowl eligible. They have to show that they're trending in the right direction. Otherwise, it's probably do or die for Coach Allen. So aggressive is the right approach. Aggressive is what they're doing this offseason, and we'll see if that aggressiveness makes a difference for Indiana and the Hoosiers. Final team we're talking about today, the final words that we have to describe are Maryland, and the words are slow and steady. Slow and steady. The improvements are showing year by year. Now, Coach Loxley, in year one of this tenure, had three wins in 2019. The COVID season, two wins, so it's COVID season. I don't count it against any of these programs. And then you move on to the next two full seasons of 21 and 22. 
and you've got an eight-win season or a seven-win season and then an eight-win season. They're trending in the right direction. They're getting things together slowly but surely, and they had some impact guys leave for the draft, but Tungavailoa is back at quarterback for his final year, and I think the progress could continue. You could see another eight-win team or an eight-win team from this program. Maybe they creep into a nine-win. We'll see. I haven't checked out their non-conferences much or anything like that, but Maryland is a team that is slowly growing, slowly showing progress, and I believe that they are a team not to be slept on. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had some fun with it. Let me know if you disagree with any of the words. If you disagree with any of the takes in the comments on YouTube, and be sure to subscribe while you're there. Leave a like so others can find the video. And I will see you tomorrow. This is Kane Rob signing off. See you tomorrow. Peace out. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go, go.